Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Before we move any further, I do want to give a quick warning about our dirty potty mouths. They make our parents embarrassed and they make us feel kind of bad on the inside. But you know what? That's just who we are. (laughs) My parents swear with me. Especially Bill. That's who Bill is. I'm a bad person. It's fine. Everything's fine. Well, that's how we do it in the wonderful state of Pennsylvania. Shit gets done. Shit gets real. (laughs) So, Mr. Bill, what are we going to do today? Today, we're going to talk about not only a Pennsylvania treasure, but a national treasure, Mr. Fred Rogers. Mr. Fred Rogers. Do you know what his middle name is? No, tell me. It's Fred McFeely Rogers. It's just... It's perfect. It's it's absolutely perfect. Because he made me feel emotions when I was a child. It, he was destined to be this this eternal grandpa figure, just yeah. by his middle name, McFeely. Always be good. Always make yourself the best you can be, and enjoy the people around you. Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, I I can't like goof on him too much. Like we'll tell jokes because well, again, what we think are jokes. Are we even gonna say bad words in this episode? I kind of feel like we should. We're gonna fucking say bad I'm words. I'm gonna swear. <laughs> But he would he would understand because he wanted us to be who we are on the inside mm-hmm. and respect those around you, which apparently so, saying bad words is a part of. So yeah, well, I mean, he would want us to be the shriveled up, dead inside souls we are. Did you did you watch the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did actually. I, I, did um, I very vividly remember when he would go see King Friday, and when they went. I remember him talking about pretzels. There was a whole episode or a segment about pretzels and how. They were made, and what they represent um, being the Holy Trinity. Wait, what? I'm pretty sure that's, like, yeah, the three rings. Also, like, I'm sure it was a design choice for easiness, but I'm pretty sure, like, pretzels are the Trinity, Um, which would make sense since he was super religious. Yeah. See, that's news to me. Being a pastor. Pastor? Pastor. Yeah. Um, the, theologian, theologian, yeah, theologian. theologian. I, don't, I don't think he was ever actually a pastor. Yeah, I don't think he was actually ordained. Yeah, we we did um, our research though. I promise. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I used to watch it at my pop pop's house a lot, and with my parents. Um, but my pop pop and grandmother used to. I have a I have a name for her, but it's it sounds weird. I used to call her Jew. Um, uh, what? J U. Okay. Um, I was the first grandchild. Yeah. And she used to. Be like, come here, I want you. I want you. Uh, so I would mimic the sound and, and she got the little, name Jew. Little baby Bill couldn't say his yeah. use, I guess. Gotcha. Well, so she was Jew. Oh, you know what? That I thought you were going to go a whole other way and I was prepared to edit all of this out, but I'm not going to because that was really nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was also getting ready for you to edit I was it about out. to say, okay, Bill, let's just take this out, but yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. I never watched the show. Which is... I never did. Un- I can't believe it, considering how much media you consume. I consume a lot of media, but when I was a wee lad, uh, first off, I was really into the action-y cartoons, Fair. Power Rangers and whatnot, but I didn't speak English when I was a baby, when I was that side. I just didn't, right. It was my first language, so I was really, I wasn't drawn to the Sesame Streets, the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, uh, any kind of speaking that didn't involve yeah. flashing cartoon lights that my little baby brain could process i just wasn't into uh and i kind of after doing some research and I, I watched an episode earlier in the week uh on youtube did it, it just, make you feel things well it made me feel really good honestly yeah, it, it, it's it's, it's, it's a happy 
it's a happy feeling that you yeah. get when you're watching it and you feel like he's actually speaking to you versus acting. Yeah. Oh, and he doesn't speak down to children. No. Or he didn't, rather. He passed away. Yeah, sadly. Oh. oh, I guess another personal experience. I was at the State Museum in Harrisburg ah, years ago now. Um, but they used to. I don't think they still do. Mm-hmm. But they used to have a Mr. Rogers section. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a big deal. That's pretty cool. I am um, doing quick... We're gonna. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, but in uh, in Toronto, I know there's um uh, one of his set design pieces are displayed because he yeah, has a brief yeah. spell in Toronto, which we'll go over a little later. But and I remember seeing uh, when I visited my sister in Pittsburgh because uh, she goes to Pitt. Uh, I remember seeing a mural in Oakland uh, with, with Mr. Rogers on it. It was it's pretty cool. I didn't I didn't make the connection for some reason. Um, just like, oh, that's a neat Mr. Rogers. I didn't realize he was a Pennsylvanian. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, I guess a lot of people don't no. realize he was from PA. Um, yeah, born and raised, born in Latrobe. Uh, I think this might be a good time to start. Do you think he's a Steelers fan, or he was a Steelers fan? Do you think he? Pro- I mean, pro- I don't th- know if he was a sports. Well, he was. So I think he would have been, been like a baseball guy. Honestly, probably would have been a Pirates guy. But he, um, I know he he was on a limited edition Penguins card or something back in '91. Oh. Uh, he was like an honorary captain or something. I know that. Oh, he's probably a Steelers fan. He's probably, probably Steelers. Fan. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. If you're from an area, I'm not gonna Pittsburgh's native son. Yeah. Well, Latrobe's native son. Well, 40... You know what I mean. Yeah. Cool. Um, on that note, he was born March 20th, 1928 in Latrobe. Uh, it's about 40 miles east of Pittsburgh. He lived there his whole life. Probably went to sock hops and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> went went to get his, his Diet Coke. Or not Diet I guess I didn't have Diet Cokes back then. But I feel like he would have been a Diet Coke kind of guy. I feel like he would have been a Diet... A malt beverage. <laughs> we definitely got his sodas at the drug shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> checking out the girls in their poodle skirt <laughs> well probably being very respectful to the very girls respectful in their poodle skirts. to to the the bar people yeah. I, they're not bars are they what, what would you call was, a sock hop? he would have been in high school in the 40s not the 50s yeah. so mm. he's actually struggling through the depression Pro- he's probably <laughs> just dealing with the fact that the world's crumbling around yeah him, there's but. a war war going on yeah so that's his childhood <laughs> he went to college uh well he started at dartmouth um uh, being an ivy league boy uh, I can't imagine him as an Ivy League boy. I can't either. There's like, no offense to anyone in the Ivy League, but there is a stereotype. Yeah. You know, there's the the sweater, the, the varsity jacket kind of. I mean, especially then because it's the late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Investment banker. Yeah. Like Fred Rogers. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> like, I'm here doing up my tie to, well, he did do up a tie. He dressed, he dressed well, actually, That's when he was doing well, the show. Yeah. But he actually transferred to Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. I don't know why. It didn't say why. I think... Yeah. Uh, it didn't, didn't mention why at all, but... But his degree was actually in music composition, which maybe went because he just liked the sunshine. Apparently, it's one of the most beautiful campuses in the whole country. I've heard that. It's, especially in regionally in the South, it's won a couple awards, which I think is a stupid award to award a college. I mean, Susquehanna got it a couple times. Every college is pretty, you know? I mean, well... Except for Temple. Uh, Temple's... I wouldn't say it's pretty. I want a Temple. Westminster so. University was not pretty when I visited it. Hmm. That's bad. Where's where's that at? It's out Western PA out by yeah. Pittsburgh. Well, let's we just made some enemies, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I turned yeah, I turned it down for football too. I guess. Yeah, take that. Oops. But you know, he did find some good stuff um, down there, didn't he? Yeah, he found his wife, um, or she found him. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but he married Joanna Bird in 1952. Uh, they stayed married their entire lives. It's very sweet. It is sweet. sweet. Um, I from what I've gathered, they were very much in love. Um, he was then hired by NBC in New York as an assistant producer. 
And we worked on Your Hit Parade, The Kate Smith Hour, and The Voice of Firestone. I know what none of those are. I, I So I did a little bit of digging on what those were. Yeah. All of them were. So the Your Hit Parade was actually Lucky Strikes Your Hit Parade. <laughs> the so, cigarette band. I swear band. to God, yeah. Oh, and, no. I mean, that's not shocking back then. Oh, not at all. And that's and the Kate Smith Hour was just opera. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. And the, not what I expected. I'm sorry. The Voice of Firestone, that was opera. Kate Smith, um, not exactly sure what that was. But, Probably like a variety show. Yeah. Um, kind of like something Johnny Carson would do. Yeah. I, that, that was my best guess. But I mean, some of these, your hit parade, for example, started in the 30s as a radio program. So well, they had history. But as you'll see, it's probably one of the reasons why he went the way he did. Right. Because in 1954, he left NBC because he thought that TV used children's programming to market too much to kids to try and get them to buy, which this makes sense in the 50s, which I think we touched a little bit on this in the first episode, but didn't really expand on the idea mm-hmm. that during the 50s and 60s, uh, you see the expansion of American capitalism and consumer markets. Mm-hmm. Malls become a thing as people move out of the cities uh, to suburbia. They don't go to the corner store anymore. It's mm-hmm. what, where can we go get everything done at once? Macy's had been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, Watermakers had been around for a long time. These big department stores. But it was even more so now. Now you, Sears Roebuck had been around yeah. for a long time. But it, now they start controlling the market. They're sending out catalogs more. They're taking the bull by the horns and really, really ramping up that capitalist fervor. Yeah, it's kind of the very first steps of the fall of Main Street in a way. Yeah, yeah, it is, actually. And with the advent of television, it just went crazy. And I can, well, like you said, Lucky Strikes, your hit parade. I can see where he would become a little jaded, a little disenchanted. Well, maybe not jaded is the word for him, but a little disillusioned. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, he, he... Probably had a good, made a good living. Yeah. And he looked at producer. it. Yeah, he's a good, you know, it's a pretty good title there. And he looked at it and said, I don't want to be part of this. I'm going to make a change. Yeah. And he did that. Yeah, he didn't like how things were directed towards children. He also didn't like that a lot of programs talked down to children. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, you didn't watch the show, but he never talked down to kids. Mm. He'd write one-to-one. I don't know if you've ever seen the clip of the little boy. God, it's, it breaks my heart every time I get a little teary-eyed. He's in a, a a wheelchair, a big electric one, and he's he's got I don't know what he's got. He's got several genetic it, disorders. Disorders, guess, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he says to Mister Rogers, he's like, I'm just happy to be here, and he's like, I'm happy you're here too. You're my friend, right? And he's like, Yeah, I'm your friend. Hmm. He's like, You feel good? He's like, Yeah. Sometimes I get sad, but I'm happy now. And he's like, It's okay to get sad sometimes. I do too. Yeah, it's really touching. Yeah, it's just such a difference from. Lucky Strikes, your hit parade, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, another segment he did was, um, he talked to kids about racism. Yeah, well, he, he talked about war. He yeah. Talked, he talked about um, death, competition between people, and if you think about children's program back then, it was, uh, I've never seen Captain Kangaroo, I'm assuming that was just, <laughs> just a gigantic <laughs> ad for Beanie and Cecil and stuff like or that. Something. Yeah, so, it, it's, a, it's a big mark. Yeah. It, it's a big highlight of who he was yeah i guess we're, we're putting the cart before the horse here a little bit and a little bit. jumped ahead um that's my fault sorry honest us no it's okay my bill i, I get excited <laughs> mr rogers gets me excited that oh oh <laughs> not how that was meant to sound this is a good episode we're yeah be, we're, we're, be we're being good, good. so he began working as a puppeteer on a local children's show the children's corner um this was on pittsburgh public television uh the station was wqed uh, that be, He started there in 54, directly pretty much after he left uh, NBC. Uh, he built there for, he worked there for seven years, really learning how to do 
puppets become a puppeteer. Uh, it's where he came up with characters like King Friday. You don't know King Friday. No, I, I did some Google searching and I read into it. And it's, he's, he's cute a, little puppet. It's a cute little puppet. Yeah. King, the king of the kingdom. X the owl. And a couple others that he would use then in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He also, that's where, yeah, he started to wear the sneakers. He was pretty famous for always wearing, like, chucks. I guess it was just because they were comfortable and quiet, more so than work shoes on set, which makes sense. Yeah. Well, he was an assistant producer, so if you're thinking you're walking around, yeah. you're making these clank-clank noises, you got to edit out, which we know how annoying editing can be. Yeah, it's pain. It, it, it's, it's a really easy fix, and props to him. I mean, he made it, he made it work. He, he, yeah. looked, he looked good in he those, always looked good. those blue chucks. He, um... Pretty badass, kind of right? paved the way for that uh, look, if you think of Chucks and dress clothes. Oh, so he was like the original West Coast yeah. um, Zuckerberg kind of dude wearing, yeah, wearing like New Balances and... In, in Pittsburgh. Geez. Wow. Wow. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zuckerberg's stealing everything from <laughs> the, the Mr. Rogers. I'm, I'm offended for him. I'm gonna start a suit. He did... We. Talked a little bit about how he studied theology. He did that at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. And he would, went on to work at University of Pittsburgh's Child Development Program. Which just, I mean, the man had his credentials, yeah. you know, to put together programming for children. It just, everything makes sense. When you think about it, he, he, he did the bulk of this, in this time that we're talking about right now, he was in his mid-30s. Right. So it, it's, it's really cool to see, because you always imagine him as this, Grandpa figure. Right. This nice, warm person. He was this dark-haired, slim man. Pretty handsome. He was a good-looking man. man. Yeah. yeah. And and he dove right into it. That was yep. his life. Shocking. It's, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it is kind of awe-inspiring to, yeah. to, to research a guy and see this. In 63, he moved to Toronto to work on a show for the CBC, which is... I think it's pronounced Mr. Rogers as yeah. well. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's stylized. It's, yeah, so it's... M-I-S-T-E-R-O-G-E-R-S. All one word. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> right? You think yeah. of, the, of the football thing? The, yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, man. I guess it was popular with kids, but it only ran for three seasons. But it was similar to the show that would then become huge in America. Those Canadian kids didn't know how good they had it. They had the OG yeah. Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Those hipsters. Well, Toronto in, hipsters. Well, little hipster babies. In uh, in '66, the um, he actually acquired the rights to the show, and he moved that over to to, to the states, back right. to Pittsburgh, and that's where Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood started in '68, uh, which ran until 2001 with a grand total of 895 episodes. That's so many episodes. Yeah, it's the first year of his of his run. He did 130 of them, which is huge. So that's, it was all, that's... it was basically daily. Yeah, and he would have you know breaks for certain months, but. He, it was basically a daily show, kind of like The View or something. Well, I was, I was going to say The View. Yeah. It's really, really weird. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That well, or Good Morning America. Sorry. But that's news. I was, that was my third option. <laughs> what was your second? The Today Show? Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Get out of my head, Bill. Uh, <laughs> but, no. you know, so he did, he did 130 that first season, and then the second season, I'm sorry, he did 65 for the next seven years. Still a lot that's of a episodes. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of working. That's big time. If you think what about... I mean, could you imagine doing this daily? No, it would suck. I it would suck. I can't even imagine doing this daily. But he did it daily, and then he did it almost daily for seven years. And then after that, what they the show would keep running daily, but they would just be reruns. They already right. they built such a big catalog that they could go through an entire uh, entire season just playing old episodes. Right. But he would record fifteen a year to freshen things up on new topics. 
as we mentioned earlier, if something were to happen, so 1983, there was um, there, there were bombings in uh, the Beirut right. terrorist attacks. He would record episodes to help children identify like special with episodes, this. Yeah. special episodes, and that's it's such an amazing kind of right. plan to record all that all those episodes and then keep like, sprinkling it in. Imagine having something like that for kids now dealing with, I guess Benghazi. Yeah, it's or or Bin Laden. You would never even think uh, of having a Saddam program like yeah. that, right? It's it's because uh, now I mean, there's some really good stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. There's stuff to teach kids. Like Steven Universe is actually amazing for teaching kids about acceptance of gender and sexuality, yeah. stuff like that. But it's not speak. It doesn't speak down to kids. But it's not the same kind of no. teaching it's a kids cartoon. about. Yeah, yeah. It's you it's know, not, it's not a it's not a grandpa dude talking to you. It's not like. Rick and Morty, which is great for kids. So. <laughs> yeah, it's great for me. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, so to go back to, um, we moved ahead a little bit there, but initially it aired on the, the National Education Television Network, okay, uh, which was the precursor to PBS, and then it stayed on PBS its entire run. Uh, you mentioned he got his degree in, in music, yeah. in composition. He wrote all the music on the program, and he sang it himself. He had that theme, oh, you know, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which... Yeah. Which I I heard for the first time this week, and it, it was the first time. Yeah, I mean, I, I I might have heard it earlier in my life, and just blocked right, it just out and, like, and didn't understand what he was saying because be the language thing. But it's a nice tune. It is a nice it's little a nice tune. tune. And it, it, every episode would have that. It would have the same ritual. You know, he'd come through the door, yep. take off his big coat, and take off his work shoes. Brown, I think he was usually brown. Yeah, and he would put on his blue sneakers and. He would just it was his, it, yeah, it, was, it was his comfort clothes. It, yeah, it was, it, comfort it was clothes. you know I'm home, but I'm here to talk. To you. What you even think about winters in Pittsburgh and how not nice can be with those hills and all that wind. Yeah. You know, the nice cardigan works out. And I, I think that the episode I watched had a, had a spiffy yellow one. And he, like, <laughs> zipped it up really forcefully. And I was like, whoa, hey, he's, he's ready for, <laughs> he's, for, he, he's for talking business. time. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's here to do his stuff. But <laughs> Got to um, get into that cardigan. To, well, and, I mean, I love cardigans. And so. I didn't realize he would, he would end the episode kind of putting all those things back on. Right. So... I, I, I guess it's kind of his version of walking in on his lunch break or something and speaking to you, yep, and, then and then leaving, doing his whatever work he would be doing. That's kind of the, the conceit. Yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting perspective because you could totally replicate that today. Yeah, yeah. I think it's neat the delineation between clothing mm-hmm. and what it represents. Yeah, um, serious versus I'm here to be comfortable. Yeah, which is something you, we see a lot in that time period. But I think we still see it. Well, not as much today. No, people don't wear suits as much nowadays. No, I but. wear. Jeans to work a lot. Yeah. I wear button downs most days, but that's because... Looking I, spiffy. I just like button downs. You should just wear a suit and just be, make a power move one day. Yeah. Just just, just, just oh. wear the full three-piece. This is just my Wednesday suit. Just, Wednesday just my Wednesday suit. Wednesday three-piece. <laughs> um, to, to go back to lovely Mr. Rogers, he would end every episode putting his clothes back on, but he would also sing as well, just oh, like he did he coming put in. put those clothes on if he was working with kids. Oh, Jesus, Bill. <laughs> I'm Bill, sorry. this was going such a... <laughs> We hadn't had a route. goof in a while. We we have we were very serious, and Bill's people, looking me in the eyes. People just, people come for the goofs. I can just feel they it. come for the they come for the history. They stay for the goofs. I can just feel his eyes saying, "I need to make this fucking weird." I, need, I, need I can't not weird. have th- weird things. I'm real punchy. I, I need to make a weird goof on Mr. Rogers and children. I that's feel real Bill, bad about it. You, you should. You watch I this just, with your pop. I know, pop, dude. Come yeah, on. the man told me he was so poor he cut holes in his pocket, so he had something to play with. Oh. That was my grandfather. <laughs> Explains a lot, huh? <laughs> okay. Um, so, so to let's avoid that and go to Mr. Rogers again. <laughs> so, anyway, 
every episode ended with a variation of a quote that he would give us. Something along the lines of, you make every day special, and just be yourself. Okay. And you're the only person in the world that, that's who you are. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really nice to, to hear that message, and he would always say, I'll be back next time, and goodbye. And those are really eloquent words, and to speak to a child that way is very powerful. And I, I, I've said that multiple times this episode, but I just want to reiterate how you don't see that nowadays. You with don't. Programming to children, and it's something that I, I believe should come back. It was always simple and direct, but like you said, eloquent. Yeah, I mean, you know, talking about death. He had an episode about his goldfish. Yeah, that goldfish died. died. It was sad. And I, I haven't seen it, but I can just, I, I, right away, I can just feel the sadness that will come from his face. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. By watching him move and in his voice, it, 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 I can just feel that right away. And I mentioned he, he talked about war. And it's funny enough, you know how I mentioned they would just do reruns because they didn't right. film a new one every episode. So they were framed in a way. So the invasion of Granada, for example, they would play that. Well, that happened in 1492. And that's when Spanish Moors were. The recent one. Made to leave the Iberian Peninsula, also known as Andalusia. <laughs> Andalusia. Um, <laughs> so I, I mentioned the 83 Beirut bombings. Uh, that act, that episode that ran during that time was actually filmed, I believe, for the invasion of Beirut. Um, the invasion of Granada. Okay. They, they were framed in a way that they were classic. They were timeless. You could talk about conflict. You could talk yeah. about war and its impact on you as a child from an adult perspective, and yet make it so it could be relatable and you could use it in the future. You could. It's right. timeless. It's timeless. I mean, it could still be used for the Gulf War. For it, pro- it was probably run during that. Probably honestly. was run during yeah. that. You know, you could use it for Iraq round two. Yeah. It's 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 why, and then you contrast that. Well, contrast wrong, but you could, you you have that example. You also have a side of him that would have his neighborhood make believe. So right. he, he would have his whole world that he would create, his puppet kingdom basically, with his King Friday and his Queen Sarah and his his ex the Ah, which I don't you know that is, but those those names are nice and yeah. And he would have guest stars come in sometimes. He would have people like Yo-Yo Ma. I remember that episode. And, and Lou Ferrigno and Big Bird would come in, which is such a such an ambitious crossover. Big Bird and that, pretty, pretty badass. It's more ambitious crossover than anything Marvel's done. Pretty, pretty, pretty fucking cool. Uh, and he also had Bill Nye come in, which I, could, I can't even imagine the coolness of having Bill Nye and Fred right. Rogers together. That's fucking badass. I did, I'm sure my mind did blow <laughs> he blocked it out I don't even I just, it. like it was so great that i went into a fever dream <laughs> and collapsed frothing at the mouth <laughs> this is a little child seizure <laughs> <are> just cool <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make <laughs> we're gonna make little volcanoes out of out of bleach or whatever what are they how do you make little volcanoes baking soda baking soda and vinegar right i don't know i do? never made one i wasn't allowed they were messy oh okay well <laughs> bob and betsy do not like mess <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had no interest in doing that, but I'm sure my parents would have appreciated we did, that. We made batteries out of potatoes and stuff, Tom and I did. A battery out of potato? Yeah, it light up oh, the... That's cool. Yeah, because uh, Dad's an electrician, so... How about how about doing a, a potato gun? No, we never did. I want to do a potato gun. <laughs> because we would probably have shot each other I, with I'm, it. I'm pretty sure I have some PVC pipe down in the basement. Gonna do it later. My friends made a potato gun and shot a dildo out of it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. When was this? High school? High school. High school. Where'd you find a dildo? You just bought so a dildo? You buy one, man. Specifically to launch out of a... Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was not there for it, but I saw a video. Uh, well, this is all... I can't... We just we just mentioned dildos. And that's <laughs> I know. For Fred Rogers, but... We are who we are. He would tell us to be true to ourselves. 
And that's who we are. That's yeah. who we are. It's just like, you know, Mulan. Bill, do you want to talk about his other big accomplishments in his life? His- yeah. His second, what he's, he's second best well known for mm-hmm. um, would be his advocacy. Mm-hmm. In 1969, the Corporation of Public, Public Broadcasting and in turn PBS were faced with budget cuts. Um, it's not shocking during that time period. Mm-hmm. Things were pretty tight. You, you got you got to ramp up for the Ruskies. Well, that is, that is what it was. Yeah. yeah. He went right before the uh, Senate subcommittee on communications to press his case for public funding. Have you ever watched the speeches? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, they are all... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got a chance to watch it, and he's really passionate. Yeah, he's really passionate about it. He, he would have to be, I think, at yeah. that point. You've been doing this so long. But he really, really cared. And it's amazing. He won them over. Mm. Like, he turned the, the Senate subcommittee. Mm. And that doesn't happen often. No. I, to to confu- convince them to give money. So, so he was considered a key member of the fight to get that public broadcasting money back. Yeah. Well, it's um, interesting they mentioned that because after doing some reading about that, the, the chairman of the, of the committee actually didn't know he, who he was at all. Really? No. I didn't know that. He didn't know who he was. He, he said, I think it's wonderful. That's a direct quote from what, yeah. from what John Orlando Pastore said. It's a pretty cool name. a pretty badass name, yeah. honestly. I don't know. Any, maybe he has a fucked up life. I don't know. But he's a politician. Really cool name for politician. <laughs> yeah. I'd vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. But he, he, he raised $22 million. Right. Which is, that's... I mean, it's 69. That's a lot of money now. Mm, yeah. It's 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the sexual thing for the Fred Rogers episode. Geez. Hey, man. The man wasn't a stone. Do you think he ever he did that? He was married. Yes, that? of course he did. He got married in 52 right out of college. He was a virile young man. <laughs> he fucked he was, like rabbits. He was really handsome. He too. was really handsome. His wife was very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the sock hop, they got some malts, and then they fucked like rabbits. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> oh, the malt beverages. They climbed the hills of Pittsburgh. Oh, man. <laughs> what you don't know is he took that car to get off eventually. Oh, yeah. He probably had a six-pack. <laughs> Zip. You have a six-pack? Yeah, a six-pack. You know he swam every day. Yeah, he swam every day. He was a healthy dude. Yeah. He was, he, a, he was a vegetarian, too. Yeah. Yeah, he, he quit meat. Yeah. Um, he didn't... What did he say? He didn't like to eat anything with a mother. Yeah. Which plants have mothers? It made me. Yeah, they do. They pollinate, and the, they right? do. They, they yeah. come from something. Yeah, they do. Um, Fred Rogers is a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> what a piece of shit! Hey, I wouldn't. I retract that statement. He's a nice dude. Um, speaking like, about, I feel like I know him. You do feel like you I feel know. Like him. I know. Him. You feel like he is actually your neighbor. Yeah. Speaking about the swimming, I want to debunk a myth right now. Go for it. For some reason, the internet decided, you know, that, that amorphous blob that is the internet, mm. decided that Fred Rogers was a Navy vet and has tattoos all up and down his arms. <laughs> what? And that's why he wore the sweaters all the time. It's not true at all. The man was never in the armed forces. He has no tattoos or had no tattoos. He swam in episodes. You could see him without tattoos wait, wait so you can see without a shirt on yeah he took his shirt off and swam and would swim. In episodes? Okay. um i think he did an he definitely did an episode where he swam so you would totally be able to see like a snake tattoo or something yeah like right like you'd, you'd see if he was covered in like yeah. m- naked topless mermaids and gunboats like firing off i heart mom tattoos yeah um he would have made a great navy seal yeah he would have just lured everybody into being his friend and slit their throats <laughs> Take that, Osama. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Jesus, I'm oh, sorry for that. 
this whole episode is giving me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. did, I didn't know that was a myth. I can't believe or, you never heard that. That's before. really good. Yeah, he, uh, it's so dumb too. It's d- it is dumb. Look at him. I don't know where it started. I don't know how. Like anybody can have tattoos. Probably, tattoos are probably dope. 4chan. I have tattoo. Yeah. Your wife has a ton of tattoos. Yeah, she I have none. You have none because you're a little bitch. Because I'm no. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not a sinner, and I. And... I'm not a. All right, Leviticus. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Fred Rogers with like a, just a, like a skull dra- and crossbones, a dragon tattoo, <laughs> spitting fire. Yeah, I call this one Molly. <laughs> But the dragon Molly. If he were to have a tattoo, it would probably be one of his puppets, honestly. Honestly, yeah. I kind of want a King Friday tattoo now. Uh, uh, so, so that's. Yeah. Do you have anything to add about the advocacy bit? No, um, just that he was a fantastic individual. And again, he spoke to them like he spoke to his audience as equals. Yeah. yeah that's. That's probably what got him, actually, his, his, his speaking ability and his ability yeah. to connect with people. Because if he didn't sincere. have that, it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, so to get on the sad boat, he was diagnosed with it's stomach my cancer. Least favorite boat. <laughs> I like sunboat. I'm not going to make a joke. Dear Protects about me about from the sun and talking about stomach cancer. My bald God, head getting damn it, Bill. <laughs> he 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 had stomach cancer and he was diagnosed in December 2002, and yet he underwent surgery in January, so just a month after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't successful, and he he ended up passing away on February 27th, 2003. When um, he passed away at home with his wife by his side. That's probably how he wanted it. At least he had that. I hope his puppets know. were around him. I'm not making a joke. I kind of hope his puppets were around him. I feel like he had a puppet room. You know what I mean? I feel like he I probably... Like, I feel like Jim Henson probably had a puppet room. You know, you know how... Who's Jim Henson? The Muppets, dude. Oh, the Muppets. Oh, yeah. I didn't, Sesame Street. I didn't watch Sesame Street. I didn't watch the Muppets. I mentioned this earlier. Yoda. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frank yeah. Oz did the voice. Frank Oz did the voice. And, so whenever I think of... Jim Henson designed all of them. So is, allu- is yeah. Yoda a Muppet? Yeah. I guess Yoda's technically. Yoda's a Muppet, isn't yeah. it? So to, to go back to Fred Rogers, and I that's good. Uh, I learned something today. Today I learned something with Bill. <laughs> Yay! Uh, uh, Twenty seven hundred people attended his memorial. It was at Heinz it's, Hall. It's a big. That's huge. It's a good amount of people. Uh, probably packed the place. Um, I think I've seen that actually. That the Heinz Hall. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it's big, but I, I could see that. That's probably packed yeah. in that. And he he was buried in in Latrobe. I like that. Before he passed away in 2002, um, that year, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest honor available to right. civilians. Only good thing Bush did. He, <laughs> he, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad he was recognized for that. He, he definitely he earned that. It. He, he earned that. It. I, I mentioned the, um, the mural in Pittsburgh that I saw, yeah. and there's a memorial statue by Heinz, by Heinz Stadium, actually. Oh, it's by the stadium? It's, it's That's close. Cool. It's in that area. It's not, okay. like, it's not supposed to be part of the... Right. I didn't it's think it's in part of, like, the stadium complex. Yeah, because... Um, it's a pretty green area there. It's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, Better than it, our stadium complex. Well, yeah, because it's different. Because we just have just stadiums, stadiums, and parking lots. Right. And it's they have the river going through it, and they have the they the have river a stadium. Runs the river runs through it. They have a bridge connecting it from like this big fountain thing. Okay, I don't know what it's called. The fountain thing. Fountain. Email us if you if you're angry about us. It should be yeah. Really if you if know. you live in Western PA or you're yeah. a big Pittsburgh fan or live in Pittsburgh, let us know. Yeah. I've never I've been to the city once and it was in the suburbs, so not really uh, in the city. Nice, we should go on a visit. It's really I, nice. You it's know, nice I was place. thinking about going out for the Penn State pick game. Yeah, but I don't know. I'd have to rep Pitt because my sister. But yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'd wear my Penn State jersey and not feel. Yeah, you, bothered. You'd be fine. <laughs> like. They're little bitches out little, there. Little, what are you going to do? Throw steel at me? They're a little bit. 
Steel's heavy, Bill. Steel is heavy. Steel's heavy. They, 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 they sharp. They'd most likely throw you dehydrated radishes or some shit like that. Because <laughs> of the Heinz stuff. Yeah, I, anyway. 57 flavors of it. So back. So let's wrap up for Fred Rogers. Yeah. He, he won four Emmys. And he actually uh, won a lifetime. Well, I don't know if you win a lifetime. He, he was awarded, awarded the yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award from the Daytime Emmys. And there was, cool. a, there was a little... Um, I, don't, I didn't watch the clip. But there's a little story about how during his acceptance speech, he looked at his watch and said something along the lines of, think about the people in your life that led you to this moment, to this crowd of daytime television people. Mm -hmm. So soap opera stars. And everyone's tan and has the really white teeth. Oh my God. And so he did that and you could hear some laughs in the first couple seconds. And then he looked up and he restarted the count. So he looked at his watch and you could could just, apparently, again, I I haven't seen the video for it, but you... The idea was everyone listened to their grandpa, yeah, you know, and did what he said, and you could feel this shift, this emotion in the air. And then he said something along the lines of "God bless you" after that, yeah, after ten seconds were up, and then he walked off stage with his lifetime achievement award. That's oh. a night, and that was in the mid nineties, I think, like ninety seven. Yeah. I think I might be wrong on the year, but mid nineties. Yep. And you know that that's such a fitting message for him. It is, you know, think about the people around you, and it was always about being part of a quote-unquote neighborhood and being part of a community. Yeah. And even the daytime soap stars can be part of a community. Daytime, I mean, LA's got communities. Yeah. Shitty ones, probably. Probably. I don't know. I'll let you know when I go in November. Shitty, shitty Prius-infested I mean, they're saving the planet. They're saving the pl- I guess. I guess. Those batteries are expensive to bake, Bill, and they're yeah, microchips and whatnot. But Give uh, me <clears throat> space-powered cars. Yeah, I said space because the sun's in space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to call solar panels space panels. <laughs> um, so, a uh, quick note. Uh, I think we've basically wrapped up our, yeah, our so. episode on Fred Rogers. But R.I.P. in peace. R.I.P. in peace, Fred Rogers. I do want to mention uh, for the podcast, so we're currently available on Google Play and Google Podcasts, along with Stitcher and Podbean. There's, uh, we're working on getting iTunes up. There's some back-end issues. Um, it's booty. A- apparently, it's booty. Uh, Apple's had some... I had to send so many emails to these reps, and I'm, I'm Makes sure... Makes me want to use Peach uh, <laughs> instead of Apple. Instead of Apple? Peach? Peach. That's a great... You know, like those those <laughs> movies that they, they don't want to pay for the rest of you? Yeah, they're peach. like, we use Peach. <laughs> we use tomato. <laughs> Tomato's fruit. Tomato's fruit. Uh, but it'll it'll get on there um, in the next coming weeks, and we'll 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 send a message out to everyone to make sure everyone's aware because most people in the world yeah. have iPhones, which are lame because yeah. I have a Samsung, Google Pixel for life, Google Pixel for life. But um, but we'll we'll be on iTunes. And we'll soon. eventually be on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify in in early September it'll be up on Spotify as well. Um, you know, as always, if you enjoy, you know, like us on Facebook, um, share the love, share the love, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, word of mouth is the biggest way to promote anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, say, Hey, like these two big dumb idiots like to talk about PA and maybe you'll like it too. They make some bad jokes, but they have some information that might be interesting. Really bad jokes. in (laughs) Really inappropriate situations. Yeah. But you know, subscribe and make sure you don't ever miss an episode. So, what's our uh, town name of the week this week, Bill? So, <laughs> our town name is... Well, there's two. There's actually more than two. But there's Beaver and Big Beaver, which are both in Beaver County, which is northwest of Pittsburgh. I, I have to say, Big Beaver is so much fun here. What about Beaver Springs? Beaver Springs is... That's in Central PA. 
Because when you think of a beaver, you think of them damming up something. Right. Beaver Springs is kind of... There's another thing you think of when you think of beaver. I don't want to say it, Bill. The song Winona's Big Brown Beaver by Primus. What did you think I was getting at, Anastas? (laughs) That, actually, specifically. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Good. Because it doesn't mean vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Big beaver in Beaver (laughs) County. <laughs> oh man! This is a gaping maw. Oh no 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 no! I'm gonna take that shit out of this episode. No. <laughs> oh man! So as you can see, I can't believe we had. Why did we pick this town for I don't this know. episode? We're monsters. We're monsters. And I love it. But you know what, Bill? It's what Fred Rogers would have wanted. He would want us to be the monsters we are, <laughs> and try to be better. Oh. Try to be, try to be the best you you could be. Yep. Uh, well, on that note, thank you for listening. We very much appreciate it. I am Bill, and I'm Anastas, and we've been the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Have a nice day. Bye.